Hello and welcome to Evolving Enterprise. We'll talk to businesses here in the city of Johnstown, Cambria County, Pennsylvania, and surrounding areas. In particular, businesses that have been sustainable over multiple generations in this Rust Belt region by expanding their reach to outside territories, whether it be across neighboring counties, a tri-state area, the nation, or across the world. I'm your host, Russ O'Reilly, reporter for the Tribune Democrat. Now, let me introduce you to our guests today and give you some background for their story. For 35 years, financial advisor Samuel G. Carpenter has helped people plan for retirement. Counting the CPA firm his father started, the Carpenter family has been handling people's income taxes in Johnstown for 70 years, and the family was in the grocery business even before that. Carpenter grew up in Johnstown at a time when the city was the backdrop for two major movies, Slapshot and All the Right Moves. But when those productions wrapped and the cameras were packed up, it was people like Carpenter who lived the real story of succeeding in a town that had been upended by the loss of the steel industry that built it. In the past decade, Carpenter has been joined in business by his daughter, Lindsay Carpenter Veneer, and his son, Dean Carpenter, both of whom have returned to live in Johnstown after having moved away to Pittsburgh. In this episode, you'll hear the voices of Sam as well as Lindsay and Dean. Without moving from downtown Johnstown, Carpenter Financial Services serves clients nationwide. Carpenter Financial Services offers investment advisory services through its affiliation with Avantax Investment Services. All right, well, the first question I wanted to ask you, Sam, specifically, because the last time we talked, I learned you had an interest in acting a while back. If your business story was a play or a movie, what would be the first scene? Well, the business has transitioned over the years, but the first scene would be my dad opening up an income tax practice. I believe it was March the 1st and tax season at that time, I think, went till March 15th. So that's way back in. That was the opening scene. A young guy with a, a goal. What was your dad's name again? Sam. And there's also a grocery store in the mix. Yep. So yep. I was just there today. There's a, a photo on the wall. Paul yep. and Francis Carpenter, yep. right? Correct. Yep. My grandparents, you know, they were direct from... Italy, and they came here. And then the most interesting thing to me was my grandmother came and she got put in charge of the store, but she couldn't speak English. He had to go work outside of the store to, to earn money. They, they had their own store, but my grandfather was working. So as opposed to staying in the family business with the store, your father branched out into the tax business. That's right. That's right. He, he wanted his own professional career. He was really good at things and he chose the tax business. And then he later became a CPA and he, he worked. He worked very, very hard for a long time. Where was his business located? Uh, right next to the store until 1987. So that's on Railroad Street, right? right? Right. Right across from the mills. Yes. Yes. And then in uh, 1987, we moved to our, where we are now, across from the Flag Plaza in downtown. So 1953 is when your dad opened a tax business. Mm -hmm. Well, do you, so what was Johnstown like when you were young at the, around that time? You know, I was a kid. 
it, it was bustling. You know, I spent time at the store and uh, the store got very busy, 2.30 to 3.30 because people were going to work for the three o'clock shift. People were leaving for the three o'clock shift. Steel Mill was working three shifts every day and the store opened at 5.30 and you had to catch the seven, you know, the shifts were seven to three, three to 11, 11 to seven. And we were there for all those shifts. Yeah, I know the Johnstown's economy and, and population, I mean, it used to be held together by steel. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's where, you know, that's really where I think I entered this story, which is, you know, they filmed Slapshot 1976 and then it came out in 77 and I was a young guy in high school. Okay. And if the, there's many famous lines, but the line that resonated with me was 12,000 steel workers placed on waivers, you know, to use a hockey terminology. And, you know, that was just a Hollywood depiction of the area because it was Charlestown, a fictitious city. But we were the backdrop, you know, in that line, because then after the flood of 77, which was just a few months after they completed that filming that movie, because things were still all right, but the flood hit and then that's where the steel workers that truly happened that, you know, the number of employees went way down, you know, through that era. But that's what I say. That's an interesting line. And I left town right around then, went to college. And then when I came back after living in Florida, it was the week Johnstown had the highest unemployment in the nation. And they had just completed Tom Cruise movie all the right moves, okay? And, you know, for a person from here, the depiction of Hollywood in the two most famous pictures was not a positive thing, you know? So, and yet I came back here and started, you know, working in this business and here we are. So let's unpack a little bit about that because the population in, in, in 19, I guess, well, when, when your dad started, it was, 60,000 about that. Now it's 19,000. Yeah, and, that's uh, a bad, that's bad data, you know, cause you, you really have to look at, I think they changed the terminology from when I studied it, but statistical metropolitan area. And when you look at that, the area still has people downtown really has low numbers, you know, has really suffered. But the area we think of as Johnstown still has significant numbers uh, of people, although they are declining. I remember last time you mentioned you have clients all over the country. Is that something that came about with like a technology or has it always been like that? No, it's more that, uh, you know, people move away from here and they're comfortable with what we've done and with the plan and they stick with it. It's more like that than us going, you know, into an area outside of this metropolitan market, you know, in Western Pennsylvania, you know, but to go beyond that, right. it, it that just happens. Actually. Because yeah. mm -hmm. last week we were there and, you know, I told him, I'm like, well, he was the fourth generation of a family 
that I personally worked with. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me. If we put my dad in, we might have, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just my career. Right. Four generations. Wow. Of, uh, you have your children here and they're going to continue the business. Uh, what, what kind of, I mean, you may be retiring soon. You may not be. No, but, no, uh, no intention. But, but, you know, people ask me that and absolutely there was no plan to bring them in. I never encouraged them. And just like I just said about myself, you know, I was taught that I think for myself and do what I want. They both had professional careers, you know, very good professional careers. And then they decided to, you know, come come here. But think about it. Dean's probably in his 12th year of uh, of his professional career, nine with me. 14. But like, yeah, 14. OK, but like that's NFL Hall of Fame material career. You know, I mean, this guy is not, you know, these are professionals, high, high professionals. And the huge benefit to me is that people see, number one, that I'm getting older. OK, and and, you know, and people that are, are seeing their representatives retire and then you had a relationship with someone for many years but now they're not there what happens then and that's people recognize that and they they say wow there there's the old guy and then you know there's you know mid-career professionals there well why did you guys come back to johnstown you guys 2014 we came were back from pittsburgh pittsburgh okay. mm -hmm. both of you in pittsburgh Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we both had, you know, previous jobs with big corporations and uh, public traded companies and that sort of thing. I traveled the whole world and uh, I was an auditor. So as an auditor, nobody really is happy to see you because you walk in and your job is to find their mistakes. Um, you know, so job satisfaction wasn't really. I don't think it's big in the auditor world. So, you know, seeing him and like we mentioned before, it is rewarding to see people, um, you know, successfully retire and help them out, help their family. The job satisfaction here is a lot more than in the auditing world. So it was a pretty, I mean, and we're from Johnstown. I wanted to move back and have a family, raise my kids. So it was kind of a no brainer for me, but I was glad to have the prior experience um, you know, in the, in the other world, instead of just walking into the family business and taking it for granted, I think it lets us, you know, appreciate it more, the opportunity. Life, life goes on, life happens, you know, cause like we were a CPA business when I got involved in 1983 and, um, and I entered the CPA business, but I never liked it personally. And, and I had the thought that I would prefer to get on the front end of this because as an accountant, as a tax accountant, you're a historian where you're looking at things and you're putting them on a government form, but they already happened. You have no ability to impact them. And I would say back then, I'm like, I would like to get on the front end of these transactions because I would see what was going on. And it, I'm like, I think I could do better than what I see. Can you give an example or? 
I would have, you know, older people in transactions that didn't make sense. And I had nothing to do with it. I'm the income tax preparer. My job is to put it down and, you know, have them pay the correct amount of income tax. But I could see I, what I thought was, you know, I thought I could do it better. And so in 1987, I started, it was my own name incorporated. And then a few years later, when my brother joined me uh, in that business, we changed it to Carpenter Financial Services. Today, I mean, the, the, the mills have been long gone since about 1992. At that time, actually, I, I'm sure it had a ripple effect on all types of businesses. What was it like at that point? Where did your thought process? Well, it was, it was we, we were in the CPA business at the time. I was just starting this, what's now Carpenter Financial Services back in 1992. Best example I could give you that kind of bridges the gap of what we really do is that, and Bethlehem Steel had, gave pension plans to their retirees, okay? And that was a guarantee to pay them for the rest of their life. All right. And now, you know, they went into financial trouble. So those payments have been and are being paid currently by the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, which is, you know, a form of the government because Bethlehem couldn't live up to, you know, they didn't put adequate money aside. So where that affects everybody, you especially right now, is that you know, most employers don't offer traditional pension plans that give you the guarantee of a lifetime income. They have, it's called a, a defined contribution plan, and that's what a 401k plan is. And all the employer is doing is defining how much they're going to put in. Meanwhile, they passed all of the risk of how do you invest that? You know, most of you people don't know how to do that. And that's all that burden is entirely on you. And the burden of making the money last for your lifetime, or if the average person retires at 62, 30 years is not an unreasonable expectation of how long, you know, and I would like to think Bethlehem still had pretty smart people, but they couldn't live up to that deal paying these people the whole time they had to have the government step right, in. Yeah. Whenever somebody retires, the needs are very basic for people, okay? You would like to have income for the rest of your life, okay? And you have to realize it's not a surprise that prices increase during a 30-year retirement, okay? Right now, it's a little bit steep, but it's not always like that. And, and that's been the major, you know, I would say to pinpoint a major transition from the steel mill to what I do now, that's what it is and that's why it is, okay? And Bethlehem Steel is a shining example of that because the guys, they were, you know, the men and women that worked there lived longer than the actuaries who were very smart people thought they would. But now, if you live too long, the burden is entirely on you because you're in charge of your investment plan. And, you know, what type of expertise do you bring to that job? And that's why, you know, I know the need for what we do is amazing. I mean, people, you know, a lot of people don't really realize it, but 
it is. That's a that's a tall burden to carry. Bethlehem Steel couldn't do it. So t- today we have uh, the defense industry and the healthcare industry, and as well as governmental jobs, holding up like as the main pillars of the economy. Are those do those form uh, a lot of your clientele in the area, or we deal with individual people? Right, that's what I you mean. Know? Yeah, I mean they come from all walks of life. Yeah. But everybody realizes what their task is. If you're already successful in a career, okay, you and then you you start to think, well, what's what's the future look like? Once you have the realization of, well, I have this 401k, but all the burdens on me, and I don't really understand what I'm doing. That's a good day for people, you know. They 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 need to have that day. And then, uh, you know, that's what we do. So I mean, yep. like, let me walk yep. through. Like, if I walk into your office and said, "Like, I need help with this," like, what, what's the process for you guys? We just have a discussion. You know, I'll say, "Do you know how much money you're going to need to uh, have a retirement that spans thirty years, during which time prices may double? Do you know how much money you need?" We pose that question and then we say, you know, would would you like me to sit with you for a few minutes and help you to understand that? That's that's the business. That's all we do. And then we sit with them and we try. And then generally they say, wow, these people just sat with me and really helped me. And then they, you know, but they they. Phil, you know, I've prepared income tax returns, which I'm, you know, as a professional, as a CPA, and I didn't like the job. I was a historian and I believe I'm a visionary and it's just a mindset. It's a completely different mindset to be focused on something that happened a year ago and prepare a competent tax return and to show up to somebody young like you with a vision of what could happen and then actually see it happen. Huge difference. You know, that's the motivation of doing it, keep showing up. That continuity. Mm-hmm. Eventually, whenever you do retire, what's the, the legacy that you want to leave behind? Yeah, I don't know, you know, what I just said. Showed up, had a vision, did what I said I was going to do. You've successfully, successfully retired hundreds, if not thousands of people. That's true. You know, in the area, I think that's a legacy in of, of itself. But you think it's thousands or hundreds? Yeah, you know, it impacts thousands, thousands right. but it, it, it's in the hundreds. Yeah, for, for you guys continuing on, what's the, the future look like? What's the strategy for growing and sustaining in the future? We definitely would like to keep it growing, but it's, you know, he's grown it to a point that, just servicing our existing clients, you know, he made a promise to them back when they retired that he was going to help them out. And we're kind of that, you know, legacy plan. So we're continuing what he promised that, you know, continue to help our existing clients. And then, you know, as if we can grow it, that's great. And we want to, but we have, you know, such a book of existing clients that we've built relationships with over the years i think continuing to do that is you know most important to the sustaining business 
Um, I prepared taxes in Pittsburgh for a big corporation and just wanted the work-life balance, you know. Um, and I, you know, he never encouraged us to come, but I thought, why not give it a try? And I have been on the tax side, so that kind of helped with ease the transition into coming back because we do some tax returns. Yeah, Dean and Lindsay are both CPAs before they came here. I was a founding also. So, well, so being out in the other in other cities and other parts of the world, even um, what it what how did that change your perception of, of Johnstown at all? Yeah, Johnstown is a beautiful place, uh, scenery wise. You know, it there's not many places that you drive into a town and you're like, wow, this is gorgeous, and you take that for granted when you live here. But, um, you know, aside from that, it's working in Pittsburgh, you know, when, I, when we weren't traveling, um, you just kind of lose that small town feel. And like I, we grew up going to Folk Fest in Cambria City, an ethnic fest, and you don't have that, you know, in, in the big city. So coming back towards that, it's like a small town charm. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Check out other Tribune Democrat podcasts at tribdem.com or platforms including Spotify.